Educators, welcome. I'm Ronette Branham here to host Educators with Oil. I am so grateful that you are here. And again, thank you for coming. Thank you for tuning in. I just want to talk about, you know how teachers, when sometimes around April, usually around April, it seems like it's getting a little earlier, the students start to get kind of burned out and they start acting like they are tired of school and then you see all kind of behaviors and we already know that this is April. Don't let it be after spring break. It's to get the students to come back in and settle down. Uh, I, I'm, I don't know what teacher has not dealt with something like that, but I have. And so what I'm saying that for is because I'm finding that there's a time around this time of the year, February, that the teachers are getting a little burned out and feeling like little maybe frustration with whatever's going on, a little bit of um, could be anxiety or this time of year is when we get to see the whole uh, personality of everybody. Our personalities come out, things that we have been walking in, they become a little lax because we forgot what we did to be at the beginning of the year to be rejuvenated and we didn't continue. I remember Shanae and I, we were talking about being filled with the spirit and walking in that anointing, walking with that oil and that sometimes your lamps go dim, you know, with the, like the five, the five foolish virgins where they filled their oil lamps, but it was time for them to go and walk and wait for the bridegroom. They didn't take extra oil with them. and then the, the wise bridegrooms, they had their oil lamps and extra oil. So the foolish ones asked for some of the oil from somebody else. You know how we do. Can you pray for me? I'm frustrated. I'm tired. This job is burning me out. Can you pray for me? People are like, yeah, I'll pray for you, but you want to pray for yourself. So we have this time of the year. So I get it now. I, I don't know if I ever got it, but I get it this year. For real, for real. Uh, what the students go through around April. When they're burned, they're tired, they're ready to say, let's take another break. And it could be right after spring break when they had a whole week, 10 days, 12 days off. Um, so I, I remember Shanae and I, I keep, I know I keep going back to Shanae and I, but Shanae and I, we talked about, you know, those five foolish virgins and that once your oil burns out, if you didn't have extra oil, your oil burns out, then the bridegroom comes, the bridegroom comes, and then what? You're stuck, you know, you're, the door's shut on you because you're trying to go back and buy some oil when you should have been filling up or had extra oil with you. I remember I just listened to another person, she was on a podcast, and she was talking about uh, giving out of your overflow. And some of that stuff, you know, we have to give out our overflow, but guess what? My Bible does talk to me about that, but it talks to me about being a vessel and a vessel is used for something so we are trying to i know we that that self-love we have to walk in our self-love that's just like you know we have to do that so that's why we one reason we have to be filled with the spirit filled with our anointing filled with our oil one reason because we have to be filled up love ourselves enough that we have that we're walking with god in everything that we do that we're using his spirit to flow through us. But think about this. If we are a vessel, that means we are a vessel for something. We're to hold something. So we're holding the anointing, right? We're holding the anointing of God. But 
and and I know a lot of things is ba based on worldviews. But this is one thing that is a biblical godly view is that you are here to serve. So we can talk to people all day long about being um, giving to somebody, not even giving to people, letting our overflow of who we are flow onto other people. That's in general, that's a worldview. And I took that and I was like, yeah, that's good because it is good. That if you're walking in the spirit, people will feel the residue of what's happening in, inside of you. And then, yes, whoever you touch is going to feel the anointing of God. And, and they're going to see the love of God flowing through you. That is 100% true. But the biblical view of who we are, we are vessels. You see my nice oil jar, my nice oil decanter. That is who we are. That's who we are. We are not the oil inside. We are that jar. We are that vessel that is holding the oil, the anointing of God. That's who we are. You say you're a Christian. That's who you are. You are this. You are this. Um, I'm pointing the wrong direction. <laughs> but that's who we are. We have to not take. I know some worldviews, some things people say. That's what the Bible talks about, walking, not in the counsel of the ungodly. So we're taking counsel from people who are not following the Lord or who are following God, but they're taking counsel from the uh, uh, ungodly. And then something's happening. We're, we're taking it, but then it doesn't match. It has to line up with the word of God. So if we are a vessel, the vessel is used to hold that oil. But then there's going to come a time when this oil will be poured out onto something. You're going to cook with it. You're going to... Just say it's regular olive oil. You're going to do something with that oil. You're going to, to moisturize something, to give life to something. That's your job, teacher, is to be a vessel to pour out into your students, pour out on your job, because you're not just on a job, because you can have your own school. If that was the case, you only need to pour out on students, right? You could open up your own thing. God give us the wisdom to do it. To just open up our school, we don't deal with anybody else. But no matter what you do, you have to deal with people. You have to deal with their parents. You have to deal with the government. You have to deal with whoever if you're opening your own school. So no matter what, we have to be that vessel and walk in it. So that means you can't pour from an empty jar. Even people in the world say that. You cannot give from an empty container. You are depleted of life. You are depleted depleted of love, you can't be, but you know, we can feel that way, we feel frustrated, then what do you have to give to somebody? And this is what I was doing, and this is what I find February into January happens, and only happens to people who are not mindful of the Spirit of God moving. So we are praying, and I was getting, I talked about it before, where I got, where I feel like, I wasn't sinning, but I was frustrated, I felt like I was sinning. And it wasn't like, I wasn't even sinning. I was just frustrated because I was taking up for myself. No, I'm going to say it. I was taking up for myself. But at the same time, I felt like I wasn't right. And you know what it was? Because I didn't have enough oil. I didn't have it. I'm, I'm praying. I'm reading the Bible. I'm doing it. But I'm taking in a lot of other things, a lot of other stuff um, that I'm taking in. Things that will cause me to be frustrated. I'm taking in other people's attitudes. I'm taking in things that people are doing instead of me brushing it off and say, well, what do I expect? Right? 
we we can't be disappointed if we don't expect anything from somebody. So you let people tell you who they are. Leave it like that. Don't expect somebody to be this great person supporting you and pouring into you and and offering godly advice and um being at your beck and call. Whatever we expect from somebody or we even things that we do for other people. Don't expect other people to do that for us. If they do it, that's fine. That's great. That's dandy, right? But don't expect it. You won't be disappointed. Expect God to flow through you and you offer that support. You be whatever it is that you want from somebody else. So I have a couple scriptures because I see where God used Holy Ghost filled, Holy Spirit filled people to do a job, right? And then how can we recognize that you're filled with the spirit? I know, like I said, I was being frustrated this week. Last week was a trying week. The week before, the last three weeks were so trying that I didn't even, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I want to talk to who I could talk to and they understood. I didn't want to talk to anybody with a fake smile. I didn't want to talk to anybody with a fake, uh, um, with no sincerity, I didn't want to talk to anybody who had no compassion for what I was what I was in. I'm gonna say going through. I was going through it, yeah. I, what I was going through, uh, and I'm on the other side. I know, you know, sometimes people or the devil. Let me say the devil thinks he won, but he didn't win. It's just that God showed me a different way. Just relax. God showed me to just sit down and relax. Don't. Don't cause any more, any ruckus. Don't say anything. I got you. You know, I have you, but you have to walk in the spirit. You have to know you're walking in the spirit. Other people have to realize you're walking in the spirit. Where's the joy of the Lord that gives you that strength? I'm walking around with no strength because I'm frustrated. I'm telling you, I was not walking in, grabbing the joy of the Lord to be my strength. I, I wasn't. And, and um, today I was, I feel better. I'm just like, okay, I'm good. And then I, I, I was seeing a little bit of things trying to, trying to get to me and I didn't really care, but then I would, I would, I would, I would bite. I would bite. I was like that fish. See the little worm eyes. Give me a little nibble. I'm not going to grab it by the hook, but I, <laughs> I love give me, it's the truth. I'm not going to grab a whole hook, but give me a little piece of that. I'm going to give a piece of that. And I did it. And, and, and then by the end of the day, I was better because I kept looking at myself like, what are you doing, girl? You just what? You got this God is talking to you. You better act like because because after a while, I felt like I didn't hear him anymore. I'm just like, I'm not listening. And I'm thinking like, well, God didn't tell me anything else. He just let me do this. Just let me say what I want to say. Right. <laughs> Today he's like, no, no, no. Take come on, come on back in. So I'm gonna tell you, when when we feel with the spirit, we got to daily, we have to take in more positive, more God than negative, than the world. That's where it lies. You got to read the Bible. Read it. I don't care. We want to watch TV. I'm on my lunch break. I'm turning on Amazon Prime watching movies on my lunch break while I'm eating. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. And this, and because I when I'm home, I don't get to watch TV that much. So I'm just like, that's my lunch break. I'm turning on me some Amazon Prime. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. You can't, right? You have to fill yourself up, 
Fill yourself up. Ask God to fill you because he's going to do it. So I got some scriptures where I can see that um, where God used, he had jobs to do. We have a job to do. How You know that vessel has a job to do. You're a vessel. We have a job to do. And so we have a job to do. So he's finding anointed people where he, remember, he called you before you were born. He anointed you before you were born. He knew who you were. He said, this is your purpose for you. We didn't find our purpose sometimes in the beginning. Sometimes it took years. Sometimes we had one purpose and now we have another purpose, right? This oil might have been for an urn. You're, you might have been for an urn to keep the, something lit. Next time, you might be to cook something, right? And to burn off all that residue from sin or whatever is happening in, around you, right? All that residue from poverty, whatever. You might be the vessel for that, to bring life to somebody, to bring joy, help bring usher in the spirit of joy to people. Your, your assignment can change. I know decade to get decade. Year to year, week to week. Today might be my assignment. Today my assignment was a student, one particular student. Then yesterday it was another student. Then today after after lunch, it was half my class needed me, and I had to be that for them. I had to sit with different students, get with them, and work and see what the issue was, what was blocking. What I know they already knew. They like, what are we doing here? I had to stop everything and start, change it. Like, we have to regroup right now, people. So I'm saying, you have an assignment. God chose anointed people, anointed people to perform an assignment, right? You have an assignment. So so in Acts 6, um, the disciples were, they began to complain about things that were happening uh, with the widows. The widows were being neglected. Um, in daily distribution. So they didn't have people, they needed, you know, the widows, they didn't have a husband, so they needed somebody to help t- to take care of them. So they were distributing supplies and necessities to these widows because they didn't have any, a man to take care of them, which is was what was happening back then. The men took care of their families. That's why they wanted to make sure that their daughters got married off and they wanted to make sure their sons had a career you know, a job, uh, uh, they were whatever, fishermen, carpenter, whatever they were, you know, he had, they had to make sure. So then the disciples were, 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 um, you know, the, 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 uh, they were being upset. Um, so there a complaint among all the Hebrews, right? They were complaining. And so there was these Hellenists. I don't know who that is. I have to look that up, but they were complaining about, um, it's a Greek. Oh, Hellenist is a Greek speaking Jew. So they were complaining. Okay. This is, this is not working. We need somebody to take care of these widows. So then the 12 got together and they summoned the multitude of disciples. And it is not desirable that we should leave the word of God to serve tables. So they said the disciples, these are the, just say they are the evangelists going out, you know, um, preaching the word of God. And to add to the church. So they said, we can't stop serving the word of God and start serving tables. We, that's not right. We can't do that. So they they went to seek out seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and wisdom, uh, who, the, who they could appoint over this business. 
And we will in that way they can give themselves continually to prayer and to ministry of the word. And so they uh they they were pleased, this same pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, Philip, uh Prochorus, uh Nic Nicanor, Timon or Timon, um, Farminus, Nicholas, um from they 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 chose some men, right? That's the last one that it says. So they chose these men and they laid hand, they prayed for them and they laid hands on them. So now, because they laid hands on them, guess what? Now the word spread, oh, they have some anointed men to serve the widows, to serve the necessities of the people. And the disciples are going out preaching. Guess what? More people were added to the church because they appointed spirit-filled men to do a job for the people. And you know the difference when you have a an administrator, a fellow teacher who's walking in spirit and who's not, who is uh filled with the spirit and who's not. I know people look at me, I'm up and down. <laughs> I'm not up and down, I'm just joking. I <laughs> kind of yeah, because God is working on me. But at the same time, I know I have to keep walking in the spirit because I can lose my witness. Like I, I know that. I, I've been like I'm trying. So when I feel like I'm frustrated, then I go sit down. I walk around like I'm not talking to you. You might think you need to stay away from me. You don't, you don't. Because I'm not going to be rude or anything. It's just that I'm working in, in here. I'm getting this right with God because I don't want to be ruining my reputation. I don't want to ruin uh my witness. Where people are like, she was a child of God and she just cussing everybody out. Right? I don't do that, but you know what I mean. So we have to we have to be filled with the spirit. And you can tell the difference. Um for somebody just who has that zeal and then who is burning out. And so we even as as Christian teachers, we have to be able to be that vessel for other teachers when we see it. We know we are fellow teachers. We have fellow teachers who are Christians and walk in the walk. And then we see by this time of the year, oh my God. This is 100% true. We see what we have in our buildings. We see what we have to work with. We see if it's been working, if it hasn't been working. We see if we're getting help and we haven't been getting help. We see all our support that we have. We see all our lack of support. We see who's on our side, even if who's on the side of right and who's not on the side of right. We see people who are loving. We see people who are kind. We see people who are wicked. We see people who are not even trying to have any morals you know we see it all so by this time of the year we know who is who and that can be frustrated so we could get feel like we're beating a dead horse as they say we could feel like why lord you got me here you gave me these people right you can we can feel like that by this time of the year because that if we didn't if if we haven't been continually being filled it took me a minute to get here it took me a minute. This is the time. That's why I say this time of year because it's me. But if you were totally continually being filled, because I start slacking off a little bit. I'm reading the Bible. Then I read a scripture, right? I read a, I read, no, nah, I don't really read a scripture. I read a chapter, right? I read a chapter instead of going and finding what does this correspond with and all that. I wasn't doing that lately. I've been reading a chapter. I get up early. I read a chapter. I'll let, sometimes I'll let the chapter be read to me so I could, could do something else. But God is like, 
I know sometimes you have that when you need it, but then you have to get in the word and you have to you have to get in the word and let the word get in you. And then that that's what it is. So God appointed some Holy Ghost filled, Holy Spirit filled people to do a job. And that's what he did throughout the Bible. And um Exodus 31. Uh Moses, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, I see, I'll see I have called by the name um Bezalel, the son of Uri, uh the son of her, er, her of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, in all manner of workmanship to design artistic work, to work in gold and silver and bronze and cutting jewels for settings and carving wood and to work in all manner of workmanship. Um, and I indeed, I have appointed with him Aholiab, the son of Ahisamach. Of the tribe of Dan, and I have put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans, that they may make all that I have commanded you, the tabernacle of meeting, the ark of the testimony, the mercy seat that is on it, and the furniture of the tabernacle, the table, and its utensils, the pure gold lampstand with all the utensils, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offerings, and on and on. God needed a work done. He needed a specific work done. He had to, he appointed People that he filled with the spirit of God. He filled you with his spirit to do a particular job. I know we say we're the jack of all trades, master of none. I don't say that. I might be a jack, jack of all trades, but I'm a master of a few things. And so um, he appointed you to master something. Master something. He appointed you teachers. Like, wow, we are teachers. You think you're not supposed to master that? God made you a teacher. God appointed you a teacher. And you think you're not supposed to master? Yes, we're mastering. We're mastering that. Like, you have to master it. You can't go in willy-nilly all have uh, working. You can't. You ha I promise you, you come in my class. I don't know what I used to do because when I was in preschool, I did it too. I was full on. And I'm... The only time I wasn't full on, I had a lot of zeal, but I didn't know what I was doing because the, the job wasn't specific. Like, we didn't have a curriculum on different things, and it was hard. I was trying. I was using my zeal and my fervor and my desire to teach, educate these students. So that was the difference. But now, I, I don't care what the subject. You come in, I'm going to master my job. I don't care if you want to come in and, and, and grade me and you want to give me threes and fours, right? You want to do that because you want to, because maybe you didn't see the whole lesson or I'm not talking to anybody specific. Please believe me. I'm just saying in general, because I'm boasting <laughs> that if you come in my classroom, you're going to see me working. I'm working because I'm trying to master what I'm doing. I'm trying to master it. The way you master teaching is you are able to teach. It's going to get through to the students. Yeah, students are having a tough time. You got to figure out how that child learns. What what caused them to learn last month? What caused them to learn the month before? What is causing them to learn? Like because you have to master this. You have students from all uh across the spectrum of learning, learning styles, learning um what they're good at, what they can't, what they're struggling with. You 
you have all this in your classroom. Some people can add to 10, 20, 50, 100 with their eyes closed. Some like can't get six plus four. You have to master teaching, how to teach that student. Now, once you master, you will find the students who are struggling with some kind of developmental delay because you have mastered teaching, teaching your grade, teaching your students. You have mastered. So I'm not saying you're going to get through to everybody. Some people you can't get through. Some people have a, a delay, a developmental delay. So I'm saying God anointed us to teach. He anointed us for specific work. Your work might not be grade two. Your work might not be grade seven. It might be a wood shop. You might can teach a kid how to do carpentry. For real. I need that. We need that. The world needs that. All these homes they're building, they need people who can just measure and, and cut and lay down some tile. You, you know that could be what you master teaching somebody. So we have to be able to do that. And then um, it talks about one more. Let me see. I have another. Uh, I think it's down here. This is the same one. This is the same one, but it's a different. It's, it's, it's Exodus. Exodus 35. It's the same thing. It's talking about the same thing where Ori, the son of Hur, Bezazil, the son of Ur, and he was filled with the spirit and all wisdom and workmanship to design artistic work. Um, so this is the same thing, but it's just a different chapter. Same thing. God anointed them for specific work. So how do you know? What is the benefit of being filled with the spirit? Aren't being filled, have you, you're, you are the vessel being filled with the spirit of God, being filled with your anointing, being filled with the oil, right? What is the benefit? Benefit, I just gave you a benefit because um, the joy that I was lacking for a couple weeks, the joy, I mean, I laughed, but I didn't have joy. You know, I had joy, but I was letting other stuff in so that it wasn't full. You know, it wasn't full. So we can have, we could be, it, ena it enables us. This is what I'm talking about. It enables us to obey and follow the laws and, and instructions of God. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, in myself, it's crazy because I'm the one doing it. I'm saying things to people getting in conversations. And I'm like, God is letting me say that, right? <laughs> He is letting me. He's not even nudging me. I don't. He. I'm just saying it. That tells you right there that he's talking to me. He. We're so in tune that I see that I shouldn't be saying something that I'm saying, right? But I'm like, well, where's God? God right here. He's telling me the one making me notice that I shouldn't be saying it. Like what, right? And so God, it enables us. The more you fill up with God, the more you just. Right there, you check. Oh, you about to say something, you stop. Because I last few weeks, I'm about to say something, and I say it. I'm picking up the phone, making phone calls. Like, no, this is not that, right? <laughs> I'm just saying things that I shouldn't. One of them bit me. Like, it bit me, bit me real big for opening my mouth. And, you know, that's, hey, that's what you get because you need to be quiet, right? So it, it allow us to hear from God and be able to not only hear from God, to be able to follow his laws, what he's telling us to do. And then um, 
it will bring, his presence will bring new life and joy. How I feel right now, again, I'm feeling refreshed. I'm feeling good because I'm getting it. As I'm giving it to you, prior to me giving this to you, God was giving it to me and I'm getting it. And like, that's my joy. This is what I've been missing. Like, whoa, I need to be filled up because I need that joy. I need to be joyous and walking because the joy is going to give me strength to walk every single day. Really, really, we get, I, I, like I said, this time of year, this year, I don't know if it was every year, could be. This year, I'm really feeling, I'm really conscious, I'm, I'm really self-aware. Like, this, what's happening right now? I'm just, like, frustrated. So, I I needed to be filled up with the Spirit of God so I can have joy and walk in joy. And then, and then I have strength, right, to do it day in and day out. I'm walking in. I Lately, I had enough strength for my students and nothing else. Nothing. Don't talk to me. No, don't bother me. I had enough strength for my students. You come in my class, I'm working. Me and my students got this thing going. But no, don't talk to me, anybody else. Don't come with me any nonsense. I don't want to hear it, right? So that's not good. You have to have a good reputation wherever you go. You know, we have people, I understand some things that I'm learning for real, things that I knew and I shouldn't do. But I was like, yeah, that's not cool. But I still kept on doing it. But no, you have to step back. You got to take that joy of the Lord, give you strength to walk in what he tells you to walk in. Right? It all goes back. Like, it goes back. So, and then the Spirit of God, the, the uh, uh, benefit from having the Spirit of God is um, it's a good gift for every believer that asks. God's good gift enriches and blesses every area of your life. So, if you are lacking over here, because there's no lack in God. There's no lack in God. We're walking in lack for no reason. If you're lacking over here, why? Let the Spirit of God flow. Take some of that oil and pour it wherever you go. Speak the Word of God on everything in your life. Like, um, I don't know. If, if the world, Luke 11 to 13 says, if those who are evil can get, give, give good gifts to their children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? We got to ask God every day, feel me, Lord. And how he does it, he fills us, but how he does it too, we have to get in the word and let the word get in us. Another benefit, it helps us pray more effectively. You know, we're praying, Lord, help me do this, Lord, help me do that. Some of our prayers are not even prayers because it's like begging for God to do something that he tells us to do. So we can have more effective prayers if we're praying actual prayers for God to move in a situation. For God, we're praying for God to have his way in this let lord show me how to back up so you can be in the front right we're praying god i need some money god i need that lord let's pray god show me what to do no lord send me some money lord i know somebody got to check no i've never seen that i mean it could happen i'm pretty sure it has happened people have gotten checks from nowhere and all that stuff but god shows me maybe not you maybe it's just me Told me what to do. I have gotten unexpected checks, but they were expected. Meaning, this check was coming from somewhere, but it was coming from somewhere. Like, I, <laughs> that sounds crazy. But I, it was supposed to come, but I forgot about it or I didn't realize when. I might think it's going to come next week, next month. 
And then I needed it today. This was the last day I needed it, and it came through. That kind of stuff. But that's nothing to pray for. You can pray for God to move swifter. But what I'm saying, you need to pray. You want some money. You need some regular money. Every month, you got to pray for a miracle. No. Every month, you need to ask God, what do I do to make this happen? That's an effective prayer. Then you step back, and God will show you, put things in your path. I was talking to somebody, we're reading a book, and this shows every piece of adversity in your life has a measure of opportunity in it. So, like, I was going through some stuff, and I got, for this school year, wasn't it great, right? I, in this adversity, adversity, I got measure of opportunity twice. I mean, what I'm looking like, huh, that's cool right there. That's what I'm going to do. I got this. And um, same thing another time, going through some stuff that somebody just said, do you want that? And I said, what? I could. Then they said, no, do you want that? And I said, wait, what? Yes, I do. That's what I want. They said, all right, we got you. We got you. You understand? Every, every piece of adversity, if I have not been going through adversity, I would have gotten neither one of those. Neither one of those opportunities would have come. Neither one. I promise you, if I wouldn't have been in this adversity and I didn't have to speak up, this wouldn't have came at all. It would have never came. There was no way. It has never come before until I got in the mix. The next one, with this great adversity, this over here that said, do you want this? Would have never happened. I would have been, never I would be doing the same thing over and over, you know, just running like a, a rat on a wheel, hamster on a wheel. That's what I've been doing. But no, because of the adversity, the opportunity came. And so that's what I say, effective prayers. Then another another uh, benefit is that his love is for everyday living. Come on. We're walking around frustrated. I got to cook. As soon as I get off here, I got to cook. He's giving me the strength to cook right now. I need the food that I'll need to cook. I had a salad just now, so I'm not even hungry. But I need to cook the food because I took it out already. Two, yesterday, the day before yesterday, took the meat out. So I need to cook it. And so plus the vegetable I needed, I can have that for breakfast or lunch. So, you know, God's giving me the strength. He's putting it in my mind like, you got to do it. Just do it. You know you love it. Once you start cooking it, you love cooking. So what? Just the feeling of doing it. So he gives us things to do for our everyday life. Everyday living. Talking how to answer people. How to move. How to do your job. How to come home and relax. How not to, re how not to relax and keep it moving. All of that. It enables, it, it, it enables believers to do the works of Jesus. So you're at work. You got things to do. Not even at work. You might be at church. You might teach Bible study. You might do... Um, Whatever your work is, like my work, this is one of my things that I have to do um, is to speak to teachers. And that's the work of Jesus because I'm speaking biblical principles of how to work effectively. So the anointing is what's helping me do this. If I didn't have the anointing of God, I'd just be talking and talking like it sounds dry and dead. But he gives us the anointing to do everything that he tells us to do. Uh and also, it empowers um, the spirit-filled living is spirit-empowered living. Holy Spirit empowers believers 
to be his effective witnesses. Like I said, you can walk around, you could lose that witness. So you need a spirit. We need a spirit of God to walk with us every day, to fill us every day, because we can lose that witness. People will be like, yeah, she got a spirit of God, but she will snap on you so fast. You know, that kind of stuff. Or he will lose it on you and, you know, let you know, or he might do whatever, you know, but we need to um, be an effective witness, be an effective witness. Um, so it says, oh, let me give you this, Acts 1 and 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witness in, my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So everywhere you go, we everywhere I go, everywhere we go, we are to be a witness. We ought to be a witness. So I'm going to let it go right now. I, I don't want to run over. But the thing is, we have to be filled with the Spirit of God to live every day, to work in every day, because we are a vessel. I know, again, I'm going to say it one more time, that we are a vessel for works of God, period. We're a vessel for the to do the works of Him who sent us. And... The only way you could do the work to pour out that oil on people, on on lives and, and, and situations is if you're filled with it. We can't be filled without, we can't not, we can, we can't walk around not being filled because we have so much work to do. Every day is work. Every day there's something, there's someone, right? I'm looking in students' faces and I'm, I'm having compassion because they're struggling. I had to stop what I was doing and like looking at somebody's face like I don't get it. I don't know what to do. I'm looking, I'm trying to pretend I know what to do and I'm looking in the students' faces and I'm like wait a minute. Let me go sit next to him and I'm going to help him. I'm going to help her. Then I got to move over here to this seat. Let me help this person. I, I, the same ones come for help and the other ones are sitting aside that need help and I have to wait for that group. Then it takes so long because they keep coming and so I had to stop everything. Then I had to reteach some things and then i had to go from person to person the ones who you could see in their face they're like this brand i'm trying i don't get it so i had to have compassion every day every single day it's like it's not i can't go in there frustrated i can't go in there without the joy because i need that joy for my strength so that's something that we have to recognize in everything that we do i mean i mean everything that we do we have to be that light. You know, we have to be that strength to people. So I just want to thank you for coming. Remember, take your oil with you. Take your oil with you. Take your oil with you. Please do not leave home without it. <laughs> do not get out of your bed without it. Do not take a shower. Don't get in that shower without it. No, don't put on your clothes before you put on the spirit of God. No, do not do it because it's not going to be beneficial to you or anyone else if you're walking like that. So, again, thank you. Educators with Oil, I want to see your notes on the bottom. I want to see you email me. I'm looking for people to come on my podcast to let's have a discussion, teachers. I'm looking for you. You don't even have to be a teacher. If you walk daily in the spirit, with the spirit, we can talk. And I can show you how it relates to being a teacher, you know, and everything that we do. So we, um, I'm looking for you. Please comment below. 
Thank you and have a blessed day.